Hey y'all, hey, welcome to the Joys of Loss podcast, where we acknowledge, accept, and address our major life transitions so that we can learn better, love better, and live better. Since we won't make it out alive, let's have a divine time. And remember to always stay wild. I am your host, Zan Washington, and this is episode 15. We, uh, we doing something a little unconventional today, which is right up my alley. Today, we're going to talk about planning my mom's funeral. And um, you might be wondering where I am. And I am literally sitting at my mom's grave. I know that might seem a little dark, but uh, I got it real, real nice over here. I uh, kind of cleansed the space. I got like some incense going. Uh Got my yoga mat, little pillow, got some water, got my rose quartz uh, for love, and uh, my mom's headstone is right here. I'm looking right at it, and my mom is actually next to my grandmama, so my grandmama's right here. Uh, yeah, so here we are. This is this is what it is. So I want to talk about uh, the experience planning at my mom's funeral, and honestly y'all that is something I am very proud of like I I did that okay I did so I was man y'all that I, I I'm so I'm still very impressed with myself on how I was able to handle that handle all those things and that was something I think I took on I definitely took on with pride my dad uh, was totally willing to help and do things but I just took it I took it and ran with it and honestly it was an honor. It really was because growing up, my mom would plan a lot of funerals, actually. She, uh, I mean, are definitely proofread programs. I remember groups of women coming to the house and they talking about the obituary and whatever, whatever. So she's, she's definitely been a part of that. And I've seen her do that. But I, I didn't know that like planning her funeral uh, would be what it was. And uh, so, yeah, we're just going to talk about that. So what's interesting is uh, I haven't shared this on my podcast, but so unfortunately, when my mom was dying, it got to the point where she was on life support uh, because of actually it was because of COVID and, um, and she had been placed on a ventilator. And so it got to where her body was just given out. And so my dad and I, we actually had to make that choice. Alex was there too. Arizona was there, but she was in my belly because I was uh, six months pregnant at the time. And, uh, you know, making that call uh, that we're gonna, we're gonna cease, you know, the machines and, and, you know, let my mom lay to rest. So what's interesting is how uh, before that, I, because my grandmother had died two and a half months before my mom, uh, my mom still had like business cards at the funeral home and stuff like that. So I, something told me was like, put this, take this with you. So I, I had the numbers of the funeral home and all that. And uh, so as soon as my mom took her last breath, we saw that I called the funeral home, which, um, you know, honestly is a, the first thing you should do. <laughs> so, yeah, so I called the funeral home. I talked to the main guy and, you know, he tells me what I need to do. And, you know, you let the hospital know 
then the funeral home they came they pick her up and all that so now uh i'm really into uh like um a former job of mine i was teaching speech and debate and i'm pretty well versed in communication so i'm really big about in communicating things to people making sure that they're clear so i crafted you know a really nice message you know kind of like explaining about my mom even the message that i did to send out information about her passing and when the funeral was and all that kind of stuff so i crafted that message and i sent it all like through text message because that's like the fastest way to get that to people something else in that that was kind of controversial was i added at the bottom you know because so many people when you lose somebody you know it's always like the you know what do you need what can we do like do you need something like you know whatever that's 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 how people respond that's what we do i i i thought ahead and i said well if you know, we're not requiring that you, there's nothing that you need to do. I put that at the message. And I said that, but if you do want to help, these are a few of our favorite places that we would love, you know, as in regards to food. So I put like Uber Eats gift cards, Kroger gift cards, H-E-B gift cards, because we're here in Houston, uh, so Texas with H-E-B. <laughs> I think I said, you know, different food places we liked and to say, you know, and thank you. And people flooded that in. They, I, I actually got responses to that, that so many people were like, oh my God, thank you. I, I love that. And we got so many gift cards for that. And that, that felt really good. I mean, we were definitely eating on gift cards for a good old minute. So shout out to y'all with the gift cards. And However, I got major pushback from my aunt because it was like asking for something or whatever. And I had to send her the text message without that in it. So whatever. So that that was that. I also what was interesting is that in my 20s, I know that I asked my mom about planning her funeral. Right. I literally asked her. I was like, I need you to. Tell me what songs, like, what do you want in the program? What color do you want the program? What information do you want in there? Because I don't want to deal with your sister. So I told her that. And, I, and I'm an only child. So I was like, Mom, like, it's, it's going to be hard. And if you could just do that for me, I would greatly appreciate that. She did not. I was so pissed. I was so mad. You know, just mad when she died. Just, of course, because she died you know that sucks but as I was going through the stuff with the funeral it was just like oh my gosh like mom like if you just would have did this it just wouldn't have to be all of this now luckily I am just very action oriented I'm, I'm pretty organized and I just it's a gift I just know what to do like I'm the person you call when when shit's like about to go awry or emergency I'm very cool I get that from my mom so shout out to you mommy thank you for that but I can just get it done I can get it done and what's interesting is how because of the fact that my grandmama died two and a half months before my mom y'all it was like the funeral was planned because my mom planned that she had it all on the computer <laughs> for grandmama's stuff, like a whole folder. So I literally just went to the computer, went through the folder. I called the same floors, which she was tripped out. She was like, oh my God, Jocelyn? I'm like, yeah, this sucks. So anywho, can I get the order? You know, the printer, same printer. He was like, I just saw your mom. Yeah, I know, this sucks. And what's up on the printer? So 
doing that than going to the same funeral home she was just at with my grandmama. So I will say that even though my mom didn't do the writing of things like her obituary and truly how her program would go, somehow I still had that guideline because of, of grandmama. And so I still felt like she was with me. I did kind of have me and my dad had to kind of piece together like what songs to play. And then, of course, some random lady calls me and was like, man, your mom used to love this song. And I was like, sold. Like, thanks. So that that helped. And I'm like, honest, like the hardest part, it was something about, you know, getting the pictures all together. And shout out to my husband, Alex, like he did that program, the slideshow and everything. He did a slideshow for my grandmama, too. And that was it was so nice. And he did such a beautiful job with that. The writing her obituary part, y'all, that was tough because like taking in all those things and I wrote it and then I was sending it to my aunt to proofread because she's really good at stuff like that too, making sure I had all that. We had some major disagreements like with some parts of her obituary at the end with my aunt and my aunt said like the most horrible thing to me and remind, I'm pregnant, okay, I'm six months pregnant at this time and she you know, she had the nerve to say, I was like, well, you know, this, in the end of it, me and my dad have the final say, and this is what we want to put. And then she was like, well, if anyone asks me about it, I'm going to tell them it's your fault. Like, if, if that's the reason why the, the obituary got messed up. And it was like, bitch, what? Like, why would you say that to me? It was awful. I, I lost it. That's, I even ran outside of my dad's house. And was like screaming on the ground, just praying, just mad at my mom. Like, mom, if you would have just planned this shit, I couldn't wouldn't have to do this. But you know what? We got to do things we got to do. It just is what it is. But shout out to the sun. It was cloudy. And now it's like a little more sun. So I'm going to use that as a sign to kind of lighten up a little. Overall, honestly, the actual planning of my mom's funeral because of how tenacious I am like making the call setting the appointments making the decisions if you can make decisions pretty effectively and efficiently and not letting the whole moment of the thing like convolute you it isn't that bad seriously it's not as hard as it sounds it, it is still like planning an event like any event but you know, it is some following up. It is calling people. It is paying for things. It is trying to actually think, you know, what is it that you need? What is it that you're trying to include? Possibly thinking, especially if there aren't prior instructions, you know, maybe what they would have wanted. And some things you just don't overthink. So my mom never told us where she wanted to be buried. So here we are. She's right next to grandmama. We just didn't, we didn't overthink it. She just, she just got buried here. It just is what it is. You know, we went with the same headstone, you know, person as with grandmamas. It's just some of the stuff. This is what it is. And it doesn't matter. This is what we're going to do. It's easier. And that's okay. Something I was like really proud of was like that program. Uh, man, that program was live. And <laughs> it's like, who says that about funeral program? But that was a good program. I think that I did a great job of organizing that and planning that and writing. It was really beautifully done. Now, something that 
I put at the end, you know, I was talking with my dad and had that idea. So on the back of the program, I put like a Sudoku uh, puzzle because my mom would do Sudoku all the time or Sudoku, whatever it is. My mom would do those puzzles all the time. And I was like, man, on the back, it was like, hey, Jocelyn, love these. You know, we hope you enjoy doing blah, blah, blah. Y'all, not one person said nothing about that puzzle. That was a good idea, people. I just want to say that. And for those of you that watched this, that were there at the funeral, that got that program, y'all better come to me after this and be like, that was a good idea, Zan. I should have said something. Yeah, you should have. It was special. That was a nice touch. My mom would have liked that, you know? And yes, it's unconventional. And no, it wouldn't be on like a normal funeral program. But you know what? Funerals, you know, it's all about like people who are here now or whatever. And that was special. And I really hated that nobody brought that up. Like acknowledge the fact that that was a nice little touch for my mom. So, yeah. Another thing is so interesting about funerals is you know, like people coming, you know, feeling how you think, you know, people, you think certain people should be there or I don't know, y'all. I mean, it's just one day and I know it's important, but it's all such a blur. I can't remember all those people that were there. I was so surprised on how many people were there. That really just warmed my heart. So shout out to you if you were there. Like, thank you. And people that drove to see me that, you know, that came like, People came to the burial. Like, I, I was pretty blown away with that. But, yeah, funerals are tough. And picking out that casket, what is that? For me, y'all, I, I don't want to be buried. I don't I don't want this. I, I would prefer to be cremated and my ashes be spread somewhere cool or whatever. But, I mean, it's nice that I can, you know, come here and be with my mom and grandmama, but... That picking out the casket, I just, I just don't want Arizona doing that. I don't want Alex doing that. I don't want anybody having to do that. And the cost that goes into these things is is absolutely crazy. A pretty regular funeral could run you from 10 to 15 grand. Easy. With minimal programs, minimal flowers, it's all quite a bit. And I know for me it was an experience and I'm, I'm glad I had it. I'm glad I know what to do. And it, it really has sparked, you know, a big part of who I am now. And I want y'all to know that I've actually created two digital products that you all could purchase if you'd like that help you one, 12 steps to just prepare for dying. Okay. To things you need to prepare for. And another one is a full complete manual on how to plan a funeral. So I've got two different things. You can get one, you can get another, you can get both of them. And they'll be on my website and they'll be linked below. So check those out. And it's just a lot of things that I think are very important skills that people should have and should know. And things that you should talk about before you die. And here's my thing. Most of the time we think about when it comes to planning your funeral, you know, that it's always for older people or people who are sick. But y'all... You in your 20s, you in your 30s or whatever, you're single, you don't have kids. Like, y'all, I'm talking to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm talking to everybody, but for real, like, you don't, if you go ahead on and start thinking about this stuff and then have this plan set up, then, like, if something happens to you, or more specifically, when something happens to you, because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you're gonna die. 
it's like, let's just know what to do. Let's know what happens because y'all, so many people get caught off guard with the death thing. I mean, car accidents happen all the time, plane crashes, things happen. I'm not trying to do that to scare you. I'm trying to say like, let's just be able to mourn your death and not be mad at you at the same time. You know, I mean, we could be mad at you for dying. Not that if you didn't have any control over that. But y'all like, let's just deal with that. Let's deal with the inevitable and let's know what to do. Get the will. Set up the will, y'all. Who's on your bank account? Who's got a key to your house? Where's the extra key to your car? Like, huh. And especially for people that live alone. Y'all, it's like on Finding Nemo. Do you have an exit buddy? Like, you need an exit buddy. That's all I'm saying. And maybe some exit paperwork. All right? So just get it together. Use my documents. They're there for that. I know this is some hard stuff right? This is hard. And I can only imagine like my mom with all the funerals she planned, all that stuff. Like I've even sat down and have already started like working on my own obituary. And it's hard to write because what's hard for me to think about is like, dang, me really not being here. They just going to go on or what's going to happen when I'm gone? Like, what are they going to do? Oh, hey, River. my daughter, every time I see a, a butterfly, I know that it's River. Oh, she's orange today. I love that. She's having so much fun out here. She's so big. Oh, I love that. Mommy needed you. Thanks. Thanks, sweetie. Y'all, let's take care of it because people get sick. All of a sudden, you can't drive no more. You can't do this no more or whatever. And then it's just a, you're just burdensome. Like, I'm just going to call it what it is. Like, let's just, cre let's not be the burden. Let's just get ahead of it. What are we going to do? What do you need to do? And get over yourself. We all need help sometimes. Some people need more help than others. Some people need help longer than others. But it just is what it is. But let's not just leave a bunch of stuff. Let's not, like, we can talk about this stuff. We can take care of it. And we can just enjoy life, y'all. We can just love and enjoy everything. I just want y'all to know, like, everything's going to be okay. Everything is fine. Everything's okay. And planning for these things doesn't mean you're going to die faster. It doesn't. If anything, I, I hope it gives you peace. I want you to take care of you. Not even don't worry about your, your other uh, family members. Take care of you. Mind your business. Let's just take care of you. Because then when you sharing with your loved ones, hey, I've been thinking about this. I just want y'all to know this is my plan. I wrote it all down. And then it's like, cool. And if they do want to come to you and share then it's, it's good. But y'all, we have to all take care of ourselves. That's what we need to do. I want you to take care of you. Remember, it all comes back to you. So you can love, you can live lighter and you can be free out here. All right. So I'm going to read a little snippet, a little book divination from Ceremony by Brianna Weiss. You know, my favorite author, y'all. One of her books. It's like a little short little essay. Well, it's not really essay. It's more of like a book of poetry on this one. All right, I'm reading this page. I flip to is page one, two, three. So I see that number quite a bit. All right. The reason why you have been on the verge of a breakthrough for so long is because you're waiting to feel worthy enough to step foot on the other side. In the face of goodness, that is so foreign and unfamiliar.
You must rewrite the story that tells you how much happiness you are allowed to feel. You must go inward and decide how much life you will allow yourself to live. Mm. Y'all, go on that other side. Live. You are worthy. Ugh. I'm telling myself this, y'all. I'm talking to myself. Like, literally out here. Because y'all aren't here. This is totally recorded. But, yeah. Zan, you are worthy. Zan, I'm talking to you, Zan. You must go inward and decide how much life you will allow yourself to live. Y'all, go inward. It's okay. It's okay. Like, be beautiful. Enjoy your life. Everything is fine. It's all good. You will be okay. Let's take care of this. Let's take care of the business of dying. Let's do that. All right? So, since we won't make it out alive, let's have a divine time. And remember to always stay wild, y'all. I love y'all. <laughs>